Welcome, Greg. I'm really excited you are able to join me today. Great. No, thanks for having me and looking forward to our call, our, our call, our chat. Our chat. <laughs> I'm looking forward to you making me laugh. So <laughs> for those of us joining us in, Greg Kettner shares the power of laughter and how it can make our everyday life and work better, how we can work happy, uh, be more productive, take care of our mental health and how laughter really affects our life in all kinds of positive aspects. So, Greg, um, to jump right in, how did you come up with Work Happy and how did you start it? Um, I owe a lot of it to my wife. Uh, I was director of memberships for a local chamber of commerce here in town. Uh, and I got a phone call and I was told that I was non-essential. Uh, I argued that they were non-essential. Um, <laughs> but uh, he was the boss. Um, and so I lost my job and uh, I was really frustrated. Uh, and so I had to go upstairs, right? It was during COVID. We were both working at home and tell my wife that I lost my job. And she's like, you should go golfing. And I said, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> so I went out golfing all afternoon. And over the next couple of days, uh, we talked about what I wanted to do because fortunately, um, I had unemployment for eight months. And so I had an eight-month runway to come up with something, either find a new job or create something that, I, that I've always wanted to do. And I've always wanted to get into the speaking thing because I'd done stand-up comedy for 12 years. I'd done sales for 27. And she said, well, why don't you help other people work happy? You're always outgoing and friendly and funny. Um, you have the corporate experience and you have the stand-up. If we can combine them, you can share with other people how to work happy. And I said, that's it. And for the last 18 months, uh, I absolutely love what I do. And I get to meet great people like you. And so that, that's how I it all started. It. <laughs> that's amazing, Greg. You came up with your own superpower, based yep. combined your experience with your talents and gifts and, and came up with your purpose, which I think it's fantastic. Now, I watched your TED Talk and in it, you share the story with Robin Williams, which I yep. thought was a, was a pretty cool um, encounter. So um, can you share that story with me one more time? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I had been doing stand-up comedy for probably about six to eight months. Uh, Robin Williams, I grew up listening to him and Bill Cosby. And so I was at, um, it was an open mic. It was, it, I absolutely remember it was at the Urban Wells on Tuesday night. And there was a seven o'clock and a nine o'clock show. The seven o'clock was for the rookies, the newbies, which I was a part of. Um, and then they would vote on who had the best set from the seven o'clock. And we got to open the nine o'clock show. So kind of working our, our way up the ladder. Um, and so I was third on the bill. There was probably seven or eight of us, including the bartender. <laughs> so it was basically comedians telling jokes to each other and the bartender and one girlfriend. Um, nobody had to pay to get in. And then halfway through my set, uh, the door opened up and in walked Robin Williams. And in my head, I'm like, holy cow, that's my hero just walked into this pub. And he grabbed a beer, sat down, and he started laughing at my jokes. And I was just absolutely blown away. I was, I, and I started thinking, how am I going to connect with my hero? What am I going to do that's going to set me apart from everybody else that's ever gone up to him or asked for a picture or an autograph? And so I thought I would uh, pretend that I had no idea who he was when I got off stage. 
<laughs> and <laughs> it totally worked. How did um, it work out? <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody else had done that uh, to him before. <laughs> so I went and grabbed my own beer, uh, sat down beside him, and just kind of started having a conversation while these other guys were going up. And asked him where he was from, what he was doing. He said he was from San Francisco. He was working on a movie. And I was like really interested. I'm like, oh, movies, that must be fun. Are you in catering? Are you the, you hold the microphone? Are you the camera guy? What do you do? And uh, <laughs> he, he kind of looked at me like, why the hell does John Goodman have no idea who I am? <laughs> or Prince Harry. <laughs> or Prince Harry. <laughs> and so we just, um, we just, kind of continued to talk and, and finally I couldn't take it anymore. And I started to laugh. I said, dude, I totally know who you are. Uh, I'm a big fan of yours. And it's because of you that I got into stand-up comedy and this is what I do. And uh, then, then he said something looking back has stuck with me and, and changed my directory directory on, on life and, and what I do. And he said, Greg, he said, you're really funny. Keep doing what you're doing. He said, because you'll never know the difference you make in someone else's life because you made them laugh. And that has happened over and over and over again. I was just uh, had a, a Zoom call this morning with a, a friend of mine over in Europe, and, and we've only known each other through Zoom. So we didn't know each other uh, from before. And he got on and, and I said, what's going on? He goes, well, I hope you can make me laugh. And so <laughs> I shared a couple of jokes with him and we got him laughing. He said, you know what? The cool thing about you, he goes, every time we talk, my wife knows because I'm in a better mood because I laugh. And that stuck with me. I mean, the Robin Williams story is about 10 years ago. Um, and then, so we, we, yeah, we had this conversation and, and whatnot. He went up on the nine o'clock show. They asked him to go up and he did two and a half hours. Wow. So the bar is packed. The bouncers are charging 20 bucks to get in. There's 200 people. And he just, he destroyed. And afterwards he, he came up to me and he goes, thank you for treating me like a normal human being. I appreciate it. Keep doing stand up." And he goes, do you want an autograph or a picture? So I got a picture. So I've got a picture of him. He's a short guy and he still had his makeup on. They were filming a uh, night at the museum and he'd just gotten off, finished filming, <laughs> jumped on his bike and came over and did two and a half hours. So it was a lot of fun. That's so cool. That's awesome. I met him in uh, Lake Tahoe one time. He was on his bike. Okay. And yeah. we passed him. We, I think he had a house on the West Shore. And uh, yeah, we passed him. And I, I, you know, because he had like helmet and glasses and it was kind of hard. We started talking with him. I'm like, yeah, that's Robin Williams. <laughs> <laughs> but just a nice guy, right? I'm assuming. So nice. Yeah. Just, it, it was terrible how he died. You know, it, it, we all have our yeah. dreams and, and mental health is real no matter who we are. Uh, it's not, it's not our fault. It's, it, it's stuff that, happens to us in our life and it's just how we deal with it but yeah that story uh always stuck with me and and the lesson is just to to be yourself and and to have fun and to laugh and and roll with the punches when you have to so now greg you um you work with um you've worked with or work maybe currently with some professional sports teams yeah yeah you currently work with some professional sports team i no. mean you have you have um nba and nfl and and hl NHL. mlb yeah mls um yeah. and you help them increase revenue reduce employee turnover and create mental health first culture with the work happy game plan how much of that work happy game plan can you share here without giving away all of your secrets obviously well if to we help somebody hours, who's watching this <laughs> we <laughs> would keep it short so yeah. Give me the highlights. If we had four hours, I could share the whole thing with you. Right. Uh, we don't have four hours. 
I, I work uh, with with some of those sports teams uh, a lot more. I'm in the um, SaaS uh, software. Um, people are, are tend to be more of my clients. I've just kind of gravitated towards that and and whatnot. But basically, the work happy game plan is how do we take our employees from being stressed uh, to self care things that they can do on their own um, so that they have less stress, better health, um, better mental health. Um, and then also too, how do we go from a lonely to a sense of community, right? Because two years ago, everything was thrown upside down. We're now working from home or in a closet <laughs> on zoom. Um, how do we rebuild that sense of community or a virtual water cooler? And then finally, how do we find purpose and take people from overwhelm um, to being productive again, to where they want to get up, uh, you know, and go to work. Because what I hear from a lot of my clients is we're losing people. People don't want to stay around. And the people that we do have, we just, we're having a hard time motivating. So how can we help our employees? And basically what it comes down to is putting people before profits. And I know mm -hmm. that everybody, it's a system where we need to make money and grow. But if we take the time and spend a little bit of our resources on our people, it's going to be huge on the back end. And the, the perfect example of that is Richard Branson. You know, he said, take care of your employees and your employees will take care of your customers. Exactly. We share the same business mentor with you, it looks like. <laughs> yeah, right. And, and you do the same thing too, right? You, you help people find what their passion is and their purpose and, and let's live it and let's help other people. And, and, you know, I've been in sales for 27 years and I've made a lot of money. I made okay money. Uh, I did stand up for six years, which is horrible money. Um, but it's so refreshing. Uh, almost every day I get to talk to somebody who said one of my posts made him laugh or an idea that I gave out, whether it's, you know, um, as silly as breathing sounds to meditation, but I get to help people wake up, go to work and enjoy their jobs. And that, that's more rewarding than money. Yeah. Well, we all know in the research and the data shows that well-being is the cornerstone for performance, right? Yeah. So taking time to take care of yourself, like you said, self-care and, and humor and laughter is definitely in there. Yeah. Um, high up there, actually. And we just, even though we don't spend that much time laughing or having fun or doing something that puts us in positive mood when all the data shows that positive mood increases your performance yeah. at work. So you're definitely on the right track there. Um, how do you take care of yourself? Because um, from what I'm seeing, sometimes people in this industry of, of elevating um, work culture and, and, and mental health, they also have to take care of their own, right? Yeah. So what are some of your own practices? Yeah, I think that's a very important. I, I, I firmly believe that we can't take care of others unless we take care of ourselves first. So it's almost we have to be a little bit selfish, right? I, if I'm not taking care of myself, how am I going to help my wife and my daughter? Uh, if I'm not taking care of myself, how am I going to help my clients, and my friends or the people that you know I have influence with? Um, and so some of the things I've, I've picked up over COVID and since I've been teaching this and learning, I've taken classes and done a lot of research. Uh, I used to cope with the overwhelm and the stress with uh, Jack Daniels and wine. Um, but as we all know, uh, everything in moderation is, is an okay thing. Um, but what I've learned during the pandemic is to really focus on me. Uh, and the three biggest things are um, when I wake up in the morning, I have a routine. I get up and I exercise for 20 minutes. 
I do breathing exercises for 15, meditation for 15, and I read for 15 minutes. So there's about an hour and a half where it's just me. Um, and I'm pretty good, not 100%, but I don't check my phone until after all those things are done. Right? Because if you check your phone at 5 o'clock when you wake up and you get a, a frantic email or a junk mail or whatnot, it takes your mind away from what I need to do for myself to have the best mental health and be in the best shape that I can. And, you know, to be honest, on some days, it doesn't work. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll wake up and maybe I'll feel overwhelmed or this isn't working or whatnot. Um, and so I'll try and do something else. Like I'll go golfing or, you know, go. Um, it, it's funny. I, I learned this from my wife, but sometimes I'll just go out in the car and drive and just blast my favorite music and just drive for a half hour. But it's just me and the car and my tunes. So whatever it is to that I can do to relax my mind so that I can serve people even better. Mm -hmm. Where do you find your inspiration in your creativity? Uh, I find a lot of it uh, during golf. I'll take notes or I'll actually do a Facebook live while I'm golfing. Um, and I find a lot of inspiration. Uh, I'm a big fan of uh, Gary V uh, and Simon Sinek. So I listen to their podcasts. Oh, that's and, one thing we disagree with you. I'm not a big fan of Gary Vee. <laughs> okay. The swearing or? <laughs> uh, well, considering he's kind of considered the godfather of hustle and hustle culture, you know, he yeah. did a lot of inspirational bullshit, really, to inspire people <laughs> to hustle more. So yeah. um, he has changed his message since then in his yeah. favor. I would say he's now talking about kindness and patience and slowing down and being kind to your employees, but you know, he didn't. So he must be following anyway. you then. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he's taking notes, <laughs> but yeah. Um, you know, another podcast, I don't know if you've listened to it, uh, but, um, uh, smart list it's with Jason Bateman, know. Will Arnett, and, uh, who's the other fellow? He was from Will and Grace. Uh, but it's these three Hollywood actors that, are and it's more of a lighthearted. I really don't learn any life lessons, but they they just interview people. So, um, but I, I I get a lot from from reading, from listening to podcasts, um, or just you know being outside, having conversations. You know, we we met um, somehow through I think it was LinkedIn. Um, I don't know how we met. Yeah, right. <laughs> we we just saw we're on, we're on a very similar mission in life. Yeah. Makes so, people live better. But, work but I get inspiration yeah. from from what you do, right? And, and, you know, the back and forth that we have and the things that we both share with people to help people is, is very inspiring to me. And it makes me even more creative. Thank you for that. What have you seen from working with these professional high performing teams? What have you seen that you can take and apply to a, a, just a typical organization? Probably the, the biggest thing that I see is uh, mental health is 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 a huge issue it's a you know some people call it another pandemic um just with we're on our screens we're we're not connected socially physically anymore um and a lot of these people are, are just really struggling with mental health but nobody is really out there talking about how to talk about mental health how to bring up the subject how to look for signs if maybe uh, a spouse or a child or a, a friend uh, might be suffering from anxiety or depression. Um, and so I, I, I go into organizations and I have this conversation and I share our family story uh, about suicide and mental health. 
and, and the things that we've done to get through it. And it's been amazing. I just did training um, the work happy game plan for our local police and sheriff department. Uh, last How do they perceive it? Yeah. And, and well, you know, it was interesting because I walked in there and here's, you know, 60 guys and gals with loaded pistols and type A and like, oh, what's what's John Goodman going to talk about? Um, but during during the four hours of training, I probably had 10 or 12 conversations one on one with these people and saying they were saying thank you so much for approaching the subject. They wanted to ask more. One guy wanted to ask more about breathing. Another guy wanted to go golfing with me at some point. And then two days later, uh, I was at a, a ZZ Top concert. And I had five different police officers walk up to me and say, thank you so much for talking. We're still talking about it. And the fact that you talked from the front of the room now gives me the courage to open up and talk to somebody else about it. And that's, that's, that's cool. the only fuel that I need. Right. Because I'm not, I'm not a counselor. I, I, I don't do the one-on-one -on -one with people. OER, you know, they need to go to, to a doctor or a licensed counselor, that sort of thing. But, uh, the the fact that I have the ability to let people know that it's not their fault, they're not alone, and it's okay to talk about stuff like this. You know, I mean, if you know, if we have a bad back and we have to go have back surgery, we'll tell people like, oh yeah, I got a bad back. Here's what we're gonna do, and people will give me advice, or you know, when you're out of the hospital, come bring you food. But you mentioned still, you mentioned anxiety and depression. People are like, ooh, I don't, I don't want to catch that. Well. <laughs> Newsflash, you can't catch anxiety from somebody, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Greg, do you have a favorite joke you want to share with us? A favorite joke? Laugh. Well, I can Make tell you uh, a, a dad joke that I have. Okay. What did the right eye say to the left eye? I don't know. Between you and I, something smells. <laughs> <laughs> horrible, horrible joke, but it gets a laugh every single time. Whether it's in church or at a conference or even my 17-year-old daughter rolled her eyes last night when I told that joke. <laughs> and then after she rolled her eyes, I said, come on, Rachel, you can do better. She's like, what? I go, that eye roll is only like a five or a six. I expect nines and tens. <laughs> and then she was very confused. <laughs> so, Greg, you help people or organizations with, with um, speaking? Do I get this right? Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So I also uh, keynote. So I, 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 ex I have an expansion of my TED Talk and talk about the power of laughter in the workplace. Obviously, yeah. it's, it needs to be appropriate. Uh, dad jokes are typically appropriate. Um, <laughs> but it, and it's amazing. One study showed that kids laugh up to 300 times a day and adults only 17. Wow. Say right? the like, statistics again. Kids laugh uh, what? 300 times a day for kids laugh. 300 times a day. 17. And adults only 17. And that's probably still high for the adults. Probably. <laughs> I think there's probably days when when adults don't laugh at all. Yeah. It's sad. No, that's it, sad. But it, but it's true. But you know, I mean when when we do laugh, it releases the endorphins and as you know, that's the happy drug and it's free. It doesn't cost anything. But when we laugh with people, it, it connects us. There's, there's a bond. You never, you know, you never have a good belly laugh with somebody you hate or you can't stand. Um, but it also can, you know, laughter can reduce friction, uh, confrontation between people. Uh, it helps with people with communication. 
because when we're laughing, we're more attentive. Um, all kinds of good things just just from laughing. And it's not hard so, to do. So one way for us to laugh more is to hire you to come and speak, right? Yeah. And, <laughs> and you, <laughs> highly recommend it. Yeah. We'll put your website here in uh, the banner. Yeah, so I do I do keynotes and and then I also you know do the training with the work happy game plan. Oh, and the the other thing I do I forgot to say is I have a laugh and learn instead of lunch and learn. So it's a, a laugh and learn minute program, and I tell some funny stories like running over the Queen of England, almost bowling her over uh, at a <laughs> hockey game. Uh, you know, sharing the stage with Norm Macdonald, but just kind of more lighthearted, but to get people motivated and and laughing i was doing a um, one of these for a friend of mine in vancouver it was all on zoom and afterwards he called me up and he said he said he could tell the the level of uh, excitement or you know his employees being motivated from just laughing for 25 minutes and it wasn't work related it wasn't there were no slides it was just let's have fun let's connect and uh and go from there that's awesome so we know how people can work with you. Um, where can people find or how can people find more ways to laugh? Do you have any resources again, yeah. that you can share? Like what are some steps that can, people can lighten up their day? Yeah. Uh, there's, there's a ton of resources. Um, uh, on YouTube, there's a, a channel called Dry Bar Comedy. And uh, it's all, all clean. Um, so your grandma can watch. Your boss can watch, your kids can watch, um, but there's just a plethora of, uh, you know, comedians that you can watch as well too. Anywhere from a Brian Regan who's very uh, tells stories, very funny, very clean, to someone uh, like Bill Burr, who's a little bit more edgy and and controversial, if you will, especially in this day and age. So um, obviously, those ones you don't want to watch at work. Uh, but, you know, I recommend to people put it in your calendar five minutes every morning. Laughter session. You know, yeah. Go go on YouTube and whether it's it, cats doing stupid things or babies laughing uncontrollably. But whatever it is, take that time and, and you'll feel better. It'll it'll pick you up. It'll free your mind. And uh, and it burns calories. Have you ever done laughter yoga? No, I've heard about it. I, I might. It's so funny. <laughs> It's so funny because it's uh, it's contagious, right? Yeah. And oh, basically yeah. one person starts and then everybody is laughing uncontrollably. Yeah. And it can go on for like... Do you know why you're laughing or are you just watching other people? You just start laughing? watching other people laughing. I mean, you, somebody starts, get, gets people going or, you know, yeah. gets one person going and then everybody starts laughing and it's just watching other people laugh. Yeah. It's like wildfire, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's and so when, fun. when I used to play the clubs, I, I, I would love it. You'd get a, a certain crowd and you get halfway through the show and everything you said was, was laughter. And so you almost got to the point where you didn't have to tell as many jokes because there's longer laughter breaks in between them, <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> which is a sign that you're doing okay. Well, thank you so much, Greg. I know you're heading out on vacation soon. I am. I'm coming down uh, to Mexico, to Cabo. My wife I'm and I going are going to cab on vacation and sit Cause... by the pool, read a book and whatnot. But I, I appreciate you having me on your show and, and thank you so much for all that you do. It's, it's great to know you and, and collaborate with you and looking forward to working with you in the future. 
Me too. I'm excited. I'm going to be inviting you for some sessions here coming soon. Perfect. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> thank you so much, Greg. All right, Melina. Um, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. You can connect with Greg once again at Greg Kettner and um, invite him to deliver his work happy game plan to your organization or invite him for keynote speaking. And if you want to learn more about Unhustle and how Unhustle can help you fit your work into your good life instead of the other way around, connect with me at unhustle.com. Bye, Greg. See you later. Yeah. Have a great evening. You too. Bye-bye.